What's up, everybody? You're listening to the From Anxious to Able podcast. It's your host, Michaela Z, and I have a very special guest, Brayden Brazil, with me today. Hi, Brayden. Hi. She's actually like in the room with me this time, you guys, which is kind of fun. I'm in. We can vibe. Yes, I'm in the (laughs) office of Michaela Z. needs a boob. Okay, can I just get like five more minutes? Hey, babe. Okay, okay, I'm coming. And you're listening to From Anxious to Able. So when you were, okay, so I met Brayden at a uh, bookstore. Yeah. Which you were working at at the time. Yes. And I was like going through a really difficult time at that period because Corey was still working mm-hmm. and I was like, at basically at the point of my business where it was just kind of skyrocketing and I was like literally speaking out loud that I needed to find someone who could just like help me a little bit and we started a conversation I don't even know what we were talking about but you just kind of came over and was like playing with him I walked in I remember you were in the children's section and I walked by and I just saw a person with like a kid in her hand (laughs) squirming and then a phone like you were speaking into the phone you also had like a, your purse or something and you just looked really overwhelmed so then you I sat, was on the phone yeah you were on the phone yeah. yeah so you were like helping me with him while I was on the yeah. phone oh my god so I god. walked in and I was like let me take him and which is not you shouldn't do that to people with babies <laughs> but I did and I just grabbed him and he just like came right to me he liked me yeah that and was then, that's hilarious and then I was like do you need a job yeah which leave it to me to always be like yes I need yes. another job I'll take it. That's so <laughs> funny. Okay, so tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do now. It's yes. been how many years? It's been like about two years now, right? Since we've met? Yeah. Yeah, a yeah. little, yeah. Um, so I currently, I own Silent House Theater Company along with my partner, Colin Selman. We own it together. Uh, it's a new theater company here in Waco, Texas, uh, and we do we do all sorts of plays uh, of various genres and uh, work with children. I do private acting lessons. I go into schools and teach uh, theater to various grade levels. So all things theater. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, we got to talk about how you ended up there because I okay. feel like you're really open about the fact that you kind of like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Was hopping from thing to thing. But I resonate with, and this is why I just had so much like compassion for that because that was so me when I was trying to figure out what my route was. And mm-hmm. I had so many passions and like everything was exciting and everything was a possibility like everything was a possibility and so I feel like you're watching your journey of figuring out this is really what you want to do was really fun so talk about a little bit about that like just kind of your journey into that how did you come like how did you come into Mm -hmm. it well I so I graduated high school in 2018 and I was always really good at everything I was straight-a student I was you know student body president like I was all the things yeah and I was constantly excelling, but I was constantly overworked. Like I, and I didn't, I was so stretched in. I was, you know, I ran and I did theater. I did a lot of different stuff. And so when I graduated, it was like, I didn't know who I was at all. Like yeah. I just, cause I'd done everything and I didn't really have an identity other than being really good at everything. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I went to college for theater but then I was like, well, that's not going to make me money. So I probably need to be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, you know, but then I was also ambitious. And so I was like, well, maybe, 
you know, I, I, I had all of these different dreams. I thought I maybe wanted, I worked at a hotel for two days. <laughs> for two days? Yeah, two days, literally. <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Oh, this isn't going to work. Um, worked at the bookstore. I worked with you. I did everything because I just didn't, I never knew what I wanted to do. Um, every day it would change. And then I remember I, I was in college and I was just, I remember thinking like, okay, I don't even know why I'm here. Like I'm taking these classes. I'm paying for it. And yeah. I don't, and I worked at a school. That was what happened. Oh, yeah. I worked at a school and realized really quickly, this is not yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, props to the people who do want to do it because it's hard. And, but I was in college to get my teaching degree, but I was already working at a school and I knew this is bad. Like, this is not for me. Yeah. So then I dropped out, like, suddenly, and everybody was mad about it. <laughs> Except Colin. He was like, woohoo! He knew. Good for he you! Like, yeah. Because I was like, I'm paying for this and it's not right. And yeah. So then I, I told Colin, I was like, I kind of want to do a play. Because I'd graduated, I'd done theater at college, nobody was doing shows I wanted to do. I was like, well, maybe I'll do my own show. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. It's going to be a two-person show, no set, I'm not going to advertise it, it's just for me. Yeah. And Colin's like, or you could do A Streetcar Named Desire, and it could be a really, it's the most difficult show you could possibly do. Like, huge set. 8,000 people in the show. It's a really, really intense script. And he was like, we could do that instead. And I was like, okay, that's the exact opposite, but sure. And as soon as we decided we wanted to do it, COVID hit. Because you had talked about wanting to do it, yeah. right? Like yeah. when you were working with me. Yeah. Yes. It's always been kind of a dream, but it was like, like in the back of your yeah. mind. Yeah. But it was always something I never felt prepared for. Yeah. I was like, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID literally hit like the day we decided to do it, which... Everybody, you know, COVID was hard for all these different reasons, but I always am kind of thankful. Yeah. <laughs> because it allowed me to, I didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. Like, I literally worked on that show. Colin and I worked on that show every day and people were not working. So they would work on the show over Zoom or we yeah. would do house rehearsals. Like we put the whole show up in my living room <laughs> and it was, it was a blessing, honestly, to have the time that COVID gave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we put it up and it took, it was delayed like three times because of COVID. Uh, but once we actually were able to do it, which was this past June, we, it was really successful. We didn't have anything prepared, by the way. Like it was like, I didn't even have a name. I was like, Brayden's show? Like what are you going to call this? Like <laughs> Brayden's show. So we, we picked a random name that we ra- named, it was like so random and just to, so we could advertise it. We we never thought about advertising it or anything. You never thought about like advertising it from like a theater. No. Yeah. Well, and we didn't even advertise As that theater, much. Yeah. Like we were just kind of like, oh crap, we're doing this. Yeah. We need to tell people. Yeah. Invite your friends. Yeah. Invite your friends. Like, cause we, we honestly, this was great too, is the theater that we used, it was shut down because of COVID. So they were like, use it whenever. Yeah. Like they gave me a key and they were like, I mean, wow. nobody's using it. Mm-hmm. So we just got, it was so lucky, honestly. Yeah. Um, so then when we did it, we were like, oh, should we have concessions? Like we didn't know anything and we put it on and we had, uh, several, uh, sold out performances of it, which was so weird. And then we were like, oh, people actually want this. Like there's a market for it here in Waco. Yeah. Yeah. Now that Waco's booming and people want it. So that was when we decided to actually incorporate and create Silent House. That's so awesome! Yeah. Okay, so when did you give Silent House the name? Was that the random name you came up with? No. Or, okay. No, our first name was Waco Drama Troop, right? <laughs> Which, first of all, there's several problems with this name. So Waco limits us. Yeah. Now we can't go anywhere else. 
Also, troop means traveling. So we had a little we're bit traveling of... We're group. traveling, but in Waco. We're, yeah, local only, but yeah. travel. Which was... And it was not good. Like That's hilarious. Who came up with the name Silent House? So that... Okay, so... It took us forever. Um, I'm very quick to be like, yeah, that's good enough. Like, pick anything. I would have probably yeah. stuck with Waco Drama Troop. Uh, but Colin's not. Colin is... Oh my gosh, he's such a perfectionist. Like, and so yeah. He... We, we went through all these different names. What was one that we had? Brainchild... <laughs> That was when they were like, that's kind of different, but it also sounds kind of gross. Brainchild. Um, so we were like, that's not going to work. Uh, and so Silent House actually came because we wanted, our goal is to create such an amazing moment within our show that the actors and the technicians and the audience are completely silent. Yeah. So the house is silent and everybody's so locked in. Um, and so every time we were picking a show, we actually always look in the script and we're like, okay, where's the Silent well, House moment? Well, this create, oh, yeah. I love that. Make it up, Colin did. So. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I like. I needed you to explain that to me. Yeah, that's really good. I. It's pretty cool. And then another, you know, component of it is that we always have our shows interpreted for the deaf. Yeah. And so you know, it's the silent house. Yeah. So it kind of that helped tie into. That's not exactly why we picked it, but it definitely was a factor. I love the whole like moment of silence thing. That makes yeah. me like. Well, everybody knows that moment, right? Where you're yeah. so locked in, you're like, what? Yeah. What the hell? Like, what's yeah. going to happen? And so, if we can create that every single show, then we've done our job. That's such a good example of, like, what you really need. Like, mm -hmm. that's the perfect container to... Like, when you're going into any kind of business, you mm -hmm. have to have that container of, like, what you're going to fill that yeah. space with. Like, so when you have that question, like, either the why or the question of, like, okay, what is that moment? Like, yeah. if we're going to pull this in, it needs to fit the brand. And, like, our whole goal is to have that moment. Like, what is that moment? Where can we make that moment? Because yeah. you could make that moment with a lot of oh, things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, like, um, someone who's multi-passionate, and I know that you are as well, is, like, <laughs> like, that's the biggest fear of, like, narrowing it down to something like that because you feel like it's going to limit you. Mm -hmm. And But, in fact, I feel like it give, it's, like, it's, like, the container of like the water can any any liquid can fill that space yeah. you know what i mean like like i feel like i go back to this when i'm coaching about social media and stuff it's like pick those things that really let you really want to be represented by that's not going to limit you it's going to give you yeah. space mm -hmm. to like because you can you know if you're if you have one um pillar that's like personal development i mean there are a billion things that you could write about or share about or whatever that fall into that space. There's a million ways that you can create a silent moment. Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it could be sad. It could be, you know, like, whatever mm -hmm. it is that's going to be leave people just, like, so yeah. in, entrapped in it or whatever. Is that the right word? <laughs> no, I, I totally yeah. understand. And that's that's something that we, we are always pushing ourselves to uh, challenge the audience. So... We're, we're never yeah, going to pick... Yeah, y'all got some good shows. <laughs> like, it's a really good... It's really good for people here like mm -hmm. they're uncomfortable a little bit yeah there's it's a variety of shows yeah. and it's definitely going to challenge we want to challenge ourselves we want to challenge the audience and we don't there's no guarantee that you're going to leave the theater being like man that was nice mm -hmm. like you might end up leaving and being like wow I gotta think about that one or ooh, that, yeah. that gives me a weird feeling but yeah, that's kind of the me, goal yeah it's gonna make you think you know I always say this. I'm like, we don't want to create theater where people are thinking about where they're going to go eat after the show's done. Because that's what most people are doing. Yeah. They're like, all right. Like, I just need time to process. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We want people to be leaving and they can't stop thinking about the show. You know what you that's need the in your th new theater? What? Is like a room. 
like a an after a silent room. room. Oh, cool. Like that has like bean bags and like you know like, that you can just go. That's very woo. -woo. With like with no, but like with like little journals and shit that yeah. you can process what you. I mean, I think that'd be cool. That would be really. But it cool. also could be like your idea room, like mm -hmm. you know, like it could it could be both. Yeah, that's genius. But, no, people would love that, but. I think that like it the would silent really, house room. Yeah, come to the silent house room. Yeah, can I but charge also, people for that? Exactly. But you also, because if you, you're gonna have, we can talk more about your plans. But I feel like if you're gonna have a space that's also open to the public all the yeah. time, that'd be such a fun thing to do. Where like, hey, this room mm -hmm. is a silent room. Yeah. Like so, if you could, there's like, oh, that's you can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for the silent house, you yeah. need a silent room. You need a silent room. You can come. You can meditate. You can write. Yeah. You can process. Yeah. But you know it's gonna be quiet. Mm -hmm. Do I have to do this like? One person at a time, or can people be in there at I the think same time? It's just an agreement. What if that? Yeah, it's just a, an agreement that it's a silent. Do room. I have to kick them out if they're not silent? <laughs> I'm nervous now. I'm like, I what think is that it's like you have space for yeah. people to meet and for people to whatever, but then you also have a room that's like yeah, people aren't gonna. They know they're not just yeah. gonna go in there mm -hmm. and let because it's like that'd be cool. It's a very respected room, and it's like yeah. the silent. You know what I yeah. mean? Like anyway. I anyway, like <laughs> I like it. Now we're gonna have to build on another room. We okay. didn't have room for it, but now we can make it. So after you had your first show, was that just yes. kind of like you realized, like, okay, this is something? Yeah. Well, or was it like over time where you just kind of like? I think sometimes, like, for, like with you, it was like it was like really clear from an observer point of view that that was something that was really important to you. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's not always apparent to the person who's living the life. It's like in somewhere in your mind for a while there, mm -hmm. like you had said, like you were sure, like that wasn't an option yeah, right. to make money or that wasn't an option to no. blah, yeah. whatever. So it was like more of a hobby, more of a side thing, but you gave a lot of your energy mm -hmm. into it. Oh, and yeah. then as you were also exuding so much of your energy trying to find the thing. I was doing the thing the whole time. Yeah. Yes, you were I and I think that this is a really important message to people because you're most likely already doing the thing. Yep. And you're just not able to see it because it's just like somewhere in your journey you've decided or made us or someone else decided for you and you took it on as your belief that that isn't what you can like that that can't be what you make money off right and I think you have a really great partner in that sense of mm -hmm. like somebody who he makes music and he he is on that journey of like no but you can like you you can make money yes. doing what you love to do so that's mm -hmm. a really good I mean oh, yeah. you know I'm sure a lot of people observe that as like irres you know whatever it is we have the whole gener gener generation that thinks our generation is very irresponsible mm -hmm in that regard yeah because we are like hopping from thing to thing I mean like I did that so much before I really found and yeah. that's why for so long like there was a period of time when I started doing this business that people didn't really trust you trust me mm -hmm. because I hadn't shown them it was like what we were saying before we started the podcast of like you have to fully integrate it into your own life before you can like take it out into the world because they need to see that this is real for you. Oh, yeah. Because it feels real, like, for, especially for someone who just sees opportunity. Like, I just see opportunity everywhere. I see possibility. And something that I've, like, recognized is that just because opportunity presents itself, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's for you. Mm -hmm. And it might be for you, but it also might be temporary. Like, right. what you were saying about that book. So, I'm like, like, that process can look very irresponsible from someone that who is just, like, I gotta get a job, I gotta work nine to five, I gotta do this, I gotta, yeah. you know, like, and, they, and they've and they had that drilled into them and that's all they know and that is the responsible path. Mm -hmm. And so for, like, I went through such a long period of time where people were just kind of looking at me like, I don't get it. 
And yeah. I didn't really get it at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed because I went to school for art and then I was gonna go to school for oh. yeah and yeah and then I dropped out of school because I'm like I'm not gonna make money off of this this is you know mm-hmm. um and then just like did a nanny job did did so many did bartending did so many like little things where I was just trying and then I like did chocolate making and I was like and it was so many things where like I saw the opportunity to make money but it wasn't actually what I wanted to do right like chocolate making was something I could do yeah and it could be it could bring me money, yes. but like the, here's what I got to the period. Like, this is what you, this is the question I feel like th- that everybody has to ask is like, if this were to be a massive success, mm-hmm. like if you wake up tomorrow, like with my chocolate business, like if you wake up tomorrow and your chocolate is in like all the stores mm-hmm. and like now you are the chocolatier and you are the, like you have this chocolate business, like, will you want to show up? And I'm like, Ah, yeah. no, I do not want to make chocolate every day. Like I love chocolate and I like, like enjoy making, but no, like that is not what I want to do with my time yeah. every day, be in the like kitchen or the factory, or whatever, like making chocolate, right. you know? So it's like, that's a question I feel like people need to ask is like this thing that looks like an opportunity for you. If it were to be successful to the point where it takes all of your time, mm-hmm. will you want to keep showing up yeah. and doing it? Yeah, um, going off of that, I was talking to a friend of mine about this last week. We were talking about uh, how I've always worked with kids. Like I've always, I've always been in a teaching position, or did after school programs, or did Sunday school. That was the biggest one, actually. I was children's church queen, but I hated it. Like I truly hated it. It was horrible. The kids are horrible. But you know, it was a weird God guilt thing. Okay, yeah. I have to do this. <laughs> But now I've kind of learned, I'm like, just because I'm good at it and people really do appreciate it, you know, because it's like, they don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. Like working with. It's going to be a very particular type of person. Yeah. yeah. And I've kind of learned over time, like, okay, that's not where, just because I'm good at it doesn't mean I have to do that with my life. And I've really learned like, oh, I love teaching kids acting. Yeah. I love teaching them theater. Yeah. I don't necessarily. And I actually love, um, this is a new idea I had literally yesterday, um, I'm starting to incorporate theater education. So working with uh, like kids who are are low in their reading levels. Yeah. Incorporating, because the reason I became so good at theater and reading, I'm an excellent reader, really quick, (laughs) um, is because I read out loud constantly. Mm. I never read in my head. I always read out loud. So I got really good at doing voices. I got really good at learning punctuation, which working with kids now, especially in the school, in the school system, um, that's where they struggle the most. They don't understand punctuation. Yeah. Um, or voices or anything like that. And yeah. so finding a way to incorporate both of those, that's what I like to do. That's fun. Um, and, you know, show them how, I mean, reading is a lot more fun when you can be the character. Yeah. It's much more fun than having to read, you know, a packet mm-hmm. at school and then take a test over it. So doing things like that with kids, I love. It was yeah. the being in a school and having to also another thing I don't like I don't like watching kids play <laughs> I don't like it and that's horrible you know there's some so many people that do like they're like yeah let's go play volleyball or yeah I'll play tag with you I'm like no I don't want to for some reason I want to play with you if we're like creating theater you know or cre- you know creating a plot or yeah. if I'm teaching you to read I love all that but for some reason just the idol watching kids play not like being able to kind of like lead the energy yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the the kind of like the moral of that story is that like I think so often that like that there's that there's just that programming in us this like Mm -hmm. it's so like I don't know just built in of like okay so I'm good at this this and this and then we go and look at the list 
of like, this is what's possible when right. you're good at those things. Like the list, you know, when you like take the test in school that tells you like what you could be, you could yeah. be a teacher, you could be, you know, this. And it's like, we have to be able to like let all of that go mm-hmm. and be able to look at the things that we're good at, look at the things that we really love and enjoy, look at the things we can do, but that we don't necessarily love or enjoy, mm-hmm. but like we could do them. Like, I think like when we're, when we're starting our business, you do have, I think there's a fine line between loving everything that you do and like doing what you love, but you don't necessarily love everything that you do throughout the process, but you're doing it because you love what you do. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I realized I didn't know when I was younger that I could create my own job. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You have have to be be, able to like let go of that and be able to like look at your gifts and create something new. And I think that this new generation, I feel like our generation was kind of like the start of it, but we still have like half and half. Mm-hmm. We have half people, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but I feel like, like, what is it, the Gen Z? Are you mm-hmm. a Gen Z? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the Gen Zs coming up, mm-hmm. they have less of that barrier. Yeah. Like, I think that's why there's like so many people hiring right now because all of the new people who would be coming in to take those kind of like lower income jobs because, oh, they're in high school or they're graduating high school and they just need a job. Yeah. It's like they're not doing that anymore because they see – You don't have to. That yeah. you don't have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like they're they're like – they the barrier of like entry for them is so much less mm-hmm. because they already like have grown up in this world where people have made millions of dollars opening – gifts on YouTube. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, why the heck would I go work at, you know, yeah. Chick-fil-A for however much an hour when mm-hmm. I could like potentially do yeah. something like that. And mm-hmm. just well and I've always been the type like I don't like the idea of working remote. Like yeah. I don't like it because I'm such a, I like people. I like going and talking to people. But I realize like, oh if I really give all of my energy to my business, to Silent House, mm-hmm. and I don't have to go to a specific place to go work yeah. for however many hours in the day, like how much more I can get done. Yeah. You know, just because I'm at home and I have the time and I have this space in my head to work on it. Because that's another thing is that, you know, if you're spending so much time somewhere else, you know, there's only 100% of energy in a day. Yeah. <laughs> you're giving 60% of it over there and then yeah. you've got 40% or yeah, you have 40% left. Well, some yeah. of it needs to go to, okay, I've got to, you know, get the house back in order or I have to go run these errands. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you have left? Like 10%? Yeah. And that yeah. 10%, normally you want to be relaxed because you're exhausted. Yeah. So I really figured out, like, okay, I'm if I'm doing what I actually love, I, I don't have to go and spend six hours of the day or however long yeah. at a, a different job. I think that there is something to be said about honoring your personality because – some people are not like that. Like, like some people, like, but I am so much like that as well. So like when you're talking about, I'm like, yeah, just quit your job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just quit your job and give your energy into what you really love. Some people would literally like be in so much fear yeah, that they wouldn't be able to perform because mm-hmm. they're constantly trying to survive. For me, that kind of chaos, like, oh, now I need to, you know, I need to make money or like whatever it is like that they're that putting that thing there for me. And, and putting it in the direction of something that I really want to do, it pushes me. Yeah. It, it, it like, pushes me to be more creative. It like, like, it, like, it just, like, I, I, I thrive in the kind of, like, all or nothing type of position. Right. But some people do not. Like, mm-hmm. if Corey, you know, like, if I was just be like, yeah, Corey, like, let's just quit everything. You know, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. He needs to honor his yeah. personality type he needs to have money in the bank he needs to have you know and I have friends who are like that which are like I need to honor that when I'm communicating with them and not just like convince them to quit their job when right. I can feel that 
they are the kind of personality that needs a sense of security right. in order for them to feel safe. Mm-hmm. So there's like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so, and I think this is really important if you're listening to this is to like, what kind of personality, like, like yeah. you know, whether it be Enneagram, like that's a great, we can go I'm Enneagram. Just talking yeah. About, think about that. Yeah. But like, <laughs> what Enneagram are you? I'm a two. Okay. Yeah. So like, I don't know whole, a whole lot about Enneagram, but I feel like I've been learning from you, but I feel like, um, just kind of getting an idea of like, what is and honoring that? Like, I think some people are more on that creative front and they are like, they love coming up with ideas and they love blah, blah. And then like, there's people who really like to support ideas. They like to be that pillar. They like to, Mm -hmm. um, ask like, you know, Corey's that kind of person for me, or it's like, I'll have an idea. He loves to like ask me questions and kind of getting me expanding upon it and kind of asking like, you know, what about this? What about that? And like all of it, that's the kind of position he loves to play. And you can see him playing that mm-hmm. everywhere he goes in life. So it's like, if he's having a conversation, he's really good at feeding into yeah. or pouring into, I should say, pouring into whoever, who he's speaking with, mm-hmm. you know? And then there's people who like, like us, I feel like are very similar in that way where we kind of like feed off of someone and, right. and we like to like, Oh, you had like, let me expand, let's expand upon yeah. that. And like, I don't know. It's just like a completely different, like he likes to ask questions and we're more like, um, what about, you should do this though. You know, like, yeah. What about this? Oh, yeah. And like, how could I be involved? No, I love, <laughs> my favorite hobby probably is finding people jobs. Yeah. I'm like, let me find you something. Yeah. I know what you can do. Or I, I love it. Like I have a friend who's always just like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I'm like, okay, well, Hello Bellas is really new, you know, got yeah. a new company, Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell, and I'm like, they're here, and they're hiring, and I'm like, I can't do it, because I literally, I have, like, I'm ridiculous about jobs. Like, I'm always like, yes, I can do it. I'd love to, and I take on all this stuff, and so I'm really trying not to do that anymore. I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have room, but I love finding other people's stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, like, that was, I don't know if we had mentioned this on this podcast, we had a moment where we kind of, like, uh they dipped out or we had a technical difficulty, but like what we were talking about before we even started was like the, not every possibility is for you thing, yeah. you know, and like recognizing that this might come into my path mm-hmm. for someone else. Yes. Or it may just come into my path to kind of just like show me opportunity. You know, like it's not yeah. necessarily like because it's in my path, it's not yours. It's for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm so that way though. Like anything that has come into my path, I'm always trying to integrate it mm-hmm. into what I do. And I've been like, really trying to be more mindful about where I want to go. Yeah. And like only being if like, and that's the same thing as like creating that container. You may be able to fit it into that container, but if you cannot fit it into that container yeah. of where you want to go, you got to let it go. Yes. Like you got to just move on from it. Like just because it's a good idea mm-hmm. does not mean it's for you. Yeah. I that's have really a, important. a friend. Not Hear a friend. us guys. Yes. Hear us. A cousin of mine. So I had a, my family member told a friend that I would be great for this position at this local Waco magazine. She needed like a Facebook personality. Like, yeah. I'm going to go live and talk about this event that we're happening, happening this weekend. It's a, a children's magazine. Okay. And I, she contacted me and I was like, immediately my wheels are turning. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do that. And I'm like, that makes no sense for me. Like, it makes no sense. Where you want to go. Right. right it does yeah. not fit, but I tried hard. Like, I was like, how am I going to make this work? Yeah. And then I finally was like, oh, I know who would be perfect for this is my cousin Alyssa, who literally, like, she wants to go into news broadcasting, and I'm like, she would love that practice. Mm-hmm. Like, here I am today at this place, yeah. and she's 18 and yeah. needs a job, and I'm like, oh, like, that would make so much more sense for her. Like, I yeah. need to back off. It's not going to fit in my world, because then what's going to happen is I'm going to take that position and try to make it work, and then 
it will suffer along with everything else. Yeah, or the resentment will grow or whatever it was. Yeah, I feel like you've watching you from a a observer. No, I'm serious. You've done a really good job shifting that energy. I think it always kind of starts like for me, like I can speak from my own experience. It kind of started with like getting really excited about something and kind of like word vomiting about it or like whatever. Like I, like I, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I want to do this thing. And then it kind of like doing it. Like I realized I don't want to do it. And I feel like you're, you've been really good at like shifting that energy from just like kind of taking on all these things to holding on to connections that you've made and not just over committing or like over, like that was something that I feel like for me, I had to kind of like rekindle relationships because I, I like started and stopped, started and stopped so many things. Like when I did nannying, when I did nannying, like I had to go back and rekindle that relationship with the woman because I was just a kid trying yeah. to figure out what I wanted to do. And I yeah. thought that I wanted to do this nannying gig. And then six months, six months in, which was a long time for me, um, I was like, no, this yeah. is not same, same type of thing. I love kids. Yeah. I love working with kids, but this is not what I want to do. And I, and I was trying to expand upon it. Like I was trying to make a whole holistic nanny, um, like, um, organization type of thing mm-hmm. where like we had multiple like spiritual holistic nannies people could hire and like you know I really liked the idea yeah but it like when I thought about being successful it was the same thing when I thought about being successful in mm-hmm. it was it going to be enough for me right is the thing yeah. and like it because it, it, and those types of things like if you are really successful at that that's going to be all consuming mm-hmm. and so it, it's it is really hard as a multi-passionate to like make to to Keep doing the things you love to do and on the side make money. It's like as someone who is really multi-passionate, it's like I have to do the things I love to do to make money or it's not going to work. Because Mm -hmm. as soon as like like to make money, it's like, like you said, you only have so much energy. It's like whatever energy I'm pouring into that to make money, it's taking from this. Then Mm -hmm. I'm feeling depleted. Then I'm feeling resentful towards the people I'm working for. I mean, that's really what I saw ended up happening with me was like, I was getting like resentful of a position that I put myself in yeah. because it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so we, I mean, we have totally rekindled our relationship since then. We're like sisters now, but, um, but yeah, that was like, but I feel, I've seen you do that. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, it's really impressive to see you go through that because I resonated with it so much of like coming into the awareness of where you're going mm-hmm. and keeping those connections and like letting them kind of play out. Like with right. us, like how, we've grown together and mm-hmm. how where we're at now well I was literally gonna like, say like when we met at Fable yeah. this is not where I imagined no this. yeah well and that I was like your example of the lady you were netting for like that was always me with you I was like man like I know like I adore you like I was just like I think we would work so well together we just haven't found yeah the right spot like it was like it was never right you know well, where it where people like And I think, like, coming from – I'm speaking to people who are bringing these type of people into their life as well. Like, I had gone through that, so I already, like – like, you know, I could feel what you were going through. And I could see, like, I – like, about – like, you just trying to figure out what you really wanted to do. I mean, and it's, like – it's – I think – People need to give that space. Yeah. They, they need to give that space, and then we need to stop cutting people off so quick. I think um, – I was just literally just thinking about this today, about how – like, I was thinking about land, and I was thinking about, like, where we're going to be for our – like, with our home. And, like, so much – so much such a big part of me wants to just find a place that already has everything we want and just, like, move in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
then thinking about Brooke's property, my sister Brooke, and like how when they bought that property it was literally like a abandoned, rundown farmhouse that they like over the last 15 years have been planting trees and planting gardens and, you know, renovating the space and adding on space. And like just over time, they literally made it an oasis. And yeah. I'm like, this is the long game. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you do, like we have to stop being so attached to these like quick wins or these quick failures or these like, like, oh, I didn't like the thing that that person said, or I didn't like the yeah. thing that the way that person operated in that moment. So, I mean, I think this is a really good conversation because I see this so much in the spiritual world. Like I'm letting everybody go. That doesn't align with <laughs> me perfectly. And it's like, yeah. I don't know if that's like really right. how, I mean, like I understand creating space. Like if you need to create space, like, um, I know there was a period of time where I like kind of just needed to separate myself from people just enough so that I could hear my own head. Like, like I, cause I'm so empathetic that I like just kind of take on other people's emotions. And so it's like, I guess there's some point where you do kind of need to give yourself space to figure out who you really are mm -hmm. and like cut off the noise, go into your silent house. Yeah. Um, but like, I was like really realizing like, I don't think that's the way where like any person that just doesn't perfectly align in mm -hmm. your echo chamber of thought is yeah. supposed to just be cut off right. because or, they're going to change and you're going to change. Yes. And, and it's like, but you're really good at playing the long game. Like, like, no, but not, no, I'm like saying like, not in like a bad way, but you always kept connection with me. Just like what I'm really like learning from you in that way of like just randomly checking in or like hey you want to go get coffee or like I won't reply five times and you're still checking in you know like but I'm saying like but I appreciated it I appreciated it from a distance oh I'm glad you know because I was always like man she's probably like god leave me alone like no no but like and I think this is a good conversation because I mean I a lot of a lot of what I talk about on here is like starting small businesses or social selling businesses and so much of that conversation dialogue goes in people's mind where people think that they don't want that like you know like oh I, they haven't replied in two days or whatever it is right. and like just recognizing that like I feel like you're really good at just being able to see like oh she's a mom she has oh, yeah. these things well, going here. on she, yeah exactly yeah. and I think that when people can tap into that and that level of understanding of who you're speaking with and like what kind of life they have mm -hmm. and be able to um like I don't know like just be able to like kind of meet them on that level without it like meaning I don't know you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. I think that's such an important thing I think we have like this random standard that we just apply to each person and I think you're really good at knowing who you're speaking to what their lifestyle is what you're like the ideal social seller even though that you're not doing that as a business maybe <laughs> one day but no but like but this is like it's a really really good example of just like playing the long game in the sense of you don't know what these connections are going to unfold. It, like whether it yeah. be you're in your small business or in your social selling business or whatever, like I think, you know, you maybe you had someone, like let's talk about social selling business. Like you had someone sign up and maybe they started doing the business for a little bit or they and they left or maybe they were really excited and then this or maybe they weren't, I don't know. They, you have these ups and downs and I think like I've, in my mind, it's like, whoa, I have cut off, not cut them off, but I have just like let them go yeah. thinking that they don't really want to do this when in reality, they probably just have something really big going on in their life and they mm -hmm. probably need support in that. And like, I, it's called me to like come back and be like, okay, what's going on? Who needs my actual love and support right now? Rather than me just being like, oh, I'm not going to communicate with them anymore because they're not interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're listening to this and you have any kind of small business, like it, that ability to 
recognize where people are in their life and be able to speak into that and lean into that and love into that is like a valuable thing. Mm -hmm. It's a really valuable thing. And you never know where it's going to lead. Well, that's like, I mean, when it comes to you, it was always, like like I said earlier, like I I always knew we should do something together because we were really like-minded and had a great time. And I was like, man, I feel like we're, we could be best friends. Yeah. Neither one of us have time for it, but we could be. And I didn't know where we could connect. And so it's so funny that, like, once I was – because I was always trying to do kind of what you were doing. Like, in my head, I was like, yeah, you're trying to do that. that. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't work. And once I became into my own, I was like, oh, I'm doing theater. Yeah. That's what I want to do. We ended up merging together. Merging. I know. It's so weird. Because I was not trying to make myself – I was constantly trying to do somebody else's job. I always right. felt that way. I was always well, like – Well, and that's, that's something that you're really good at as well is like that – so yeah. this is the key. Okay. So it's like same thing, had the same experience. I think like is like the shape-shifting thing where mm-hmm. like I've been mean, always able to walk into a room and I think you have the same thing. You can kind of walk into a room. You can vibe the room. You can yeah. speak to whoever is in the room, whether mm-hmm. it be – a really religious person or just a spiritual, you know, like whatever it is, you can have those conversations. You've had a lot of life experience and you can just have a conversation with them and like help them feel welcomed and comfortable and like all the things. And like the, the, the curse that we have is that we end up losing ourselves, losing aspects of ourselves. I don't think all of ourselves, because I think whatever we lean into, that's a part of who we are. Mm -hmm. We're drawn to it. And that's why we get really excited about opportunities that come our way because we can see ourselves there, but it's only, we have to like, do you see all of yourself there Mm -hmm. or are you shutting down aspects of yourself in order to fit yourself there? And I think um, once you get really good clarity on that piece of like, what's something that I can do that allows me to be fully expressive and Mm -hmm. then you meet these people, and then you see if yeah. it fits your container rather than you fitting their container. Right. Well, and when you're so passionate about so many different things, like it's hard. It's yeah. really hard to know. And something else, like I was always when people would tell me, like, "Man, I can't find a job." I'm like, "What are you talking about? There's, there's so many opportunities to make money." Me. Yes. I'm like, "There's a thousand of them." Like last week, somebody asked me if I would be interested in being a youth pastor at Lakeshore, and. I do not need to be a youth pastor. Like, it's just not. I would have been at one point in my life. I still know how to do it. Yeah. And so I'm immediately going, well, maybe. Like, yeah. I, can, I can really make a difference. And yeah. I, I know what they're going through. I know the language of the church really well. And then I'm like, no. That's not my job. That's not, that's not my not path I'm headed right now. Right. Yeah. Just because I could fake it. Yeah. Because, or not fake it, but... I could play that part. Yes, exactly. If you want to use that yeah. you know, theater metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean that I should. Yeah. And I tell my students that all the time. I'm like, okay, I, I had this one student. She's, you know, real nervous. She's just, we could be talking like this. She's fine. And then she gets on stage and it's like, she can't handle Aww. it. She's nervous. And I'm like, everybody's nervous. And I was like, and everybody is insecure. And I promise you, they're just faking it. Yeah. I was like, right before I walked in here, I cried in my car <laughs> because I I had what? What had I done? I had spilled coffee on myself, and I had uh, had to clean up dog poop this morning. My dog pooped in the house, whatever. And then you walked in. Hi, I'm Brayden. I'm your theater teacher. I turn it on. Yeah. You have to be able to play the role. But, <coughs> sorry. Yeah. <coughs> but what role do you want to be playing? You yeah. know, you're, which one is most, which one is less acting? I yeah, guess which one say. is in the most alignment with the person you really want to be? And I think, you know, like the, I feel like a lot of people shit on the whole like fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And it, there's like, 
I don't know. I feel like it just needs to be re reworded in a way of like you're just you're practicing playing the part. Yeah. You're learning right. how to play the part by mm -hmm. trying on new aspects of this person that you really want to be. Right. Yeah. Well, once I get going, like, you know, if I can teach a really good lesson that day, I mean, I'm in it. And yeah. now I am that person. And that feels more alive than anything else. Like if I was, um, you know, I could do the same thing at a school and be like, okay, I'm the math teacher and I'm turning on math teacher mode, but do I fulfill? Do I feel fulfilled by that character by the end of the day? Yeah. I have a professor who is a, he's actually a playwright and he worked in New York and he's amazing. He's a college professor. He teaches English. Um, and he's like, yes, I put on my, my professor character every day and he speaks a very specific way and that's just his and he yeah. has a blast doing it. And so yeah. I just love that. You know, yeah. I think that that's a, a fun way to look at it. I, I think we're all playing character. I mean, oh, I think yeah. we're all acting in some form or the other like whether it's that you're like like you said like you're going into you know a Thanksgiving dinner with like all of your family mm -hmm. and you're shutting down aspects of who you are because you don't want to cause discomfort or like right. whatever it is and that's the question is like mm. what's the most fulfilling though like for right. me like stepping into that leadership role was really scary mm -hmm. and it wasn't something I had really ever done before it was a new hat I was wearing but it felt really fulfilling on the other side of doing something. Yeah. You know, like my first Zoom call or my first live or my first, like, oh my God, my first um, like Zoom call out when I launched YSSA, like those types of things where I'm like putting myself in this like expert position and I'm like all these, mm -hmm. all of these voices, you know, right before telling me like, you're not, you're not qualified for this. Like yeah. what makes you think you're qualified? Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, you just have to like, as soon as everyone's on and you're like, you know, you're opening the waiting room, you're like, okay, just like, Put it on. Put yep, the hat right. on and lean in. And then on the other side of it, I feel more like a leader. Like, yeah. it's insane. And yeah. I think that's the question you have to ask is, like, when things are getting hard in your business, because things will get hard. And, like, you won't always love doing the things. Mm -hmm. But do you love what you do? And will you love the person that's on the other side of that? Because right. sometimes the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the answer is if giving my all to make this a business, giving my all to make this in, like abundant or make this successful is going to completely burn me out. It's going to, it's going to, you know, shift me into someone that I don't really want to be. And it's not fulfilling. It's not fulfilling. Mm -hmm. The thought of me getting to the other side of this is not actually fulfilling, but I'm keep like sometimes we stay on that path just because there's money right involved. The thing that really solidified it for me and has for a long time is I at almost every job I've done or any babysitting gig or whatever I'm doing, I'm consistently checking the clock. Consistent like I'm like, come on, like yeah, I'm watching the minutes. With anything theater related, I never do. Yeah. It could be, I, I can't ever tell. Is it three hours? Is it been 30 minutes? Has it been all day? Like, I can't tell and yes. I don't care. That's a really good and example. time mm -hmm. is a really weird thing when you're doing the thing that you want to do. And that's such a cliche, yeah. you know, cliche of people, you know, time flies by when you're having fun or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Like, even in jobs that I was like, man, I'm really good at this. Like, even at the bookstore. Yeah. I love books, but yeah. I was constantly trying to get off work yeah. to go do something else. And yeah. So, that's the one thing I was like, man, that's how it's supposed to feel. Like, you know, you're doing a show or you're teaching a workshop or you're seeing a kid click, you know, and get it. I never want to check my phone and see what time it is and see how much longer I have. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah, and I think that something that's really, like, powerful about what you did was, like, the not being afraid to make 
not being afraid to do those things to find out what you want to do. I think there's like this balance, right? Where like some people get to a point, and I said definitely got to this point where I didn't want to disappoint people, so I just mm-hmm. stopped committing to anything. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just like did the opposite of like just did not want to commit, did not want to commit. And so there's like a fine balance between going out and like being willing to have connections, being willing to meet new people, being willing to see opportunity and try it on. Yeah. And and then that, yeah, learn how to say no. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, like that balance of like well, I think the biggest thing is is learning to like if you're at this point in your life, like if you're listening to this and you're trying you're still at that point where you're trying to figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it is being like just communicating that as you go. Like yeah. when something comes up saying, oh, this sounds really good to me right now. And I want to try this on, but I want you to know too, that I'm at this point in my life where I'm, I feel like anytime someone comes to me and they're like, I don't know what to say, or I don't know what to do because this, this, and this, I'm like, the first thing you need to do is just say this, this, and this yeah. <laughs> at the forefront and just like, Put it there because then it's like, I feel like you were always pretty open about that actually. Like you might've had ideas or, but I always knew you as that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, like she's figuring and you were very open about, I'm trying yeah. to figure out. And you were always like looking for, um, guidance and that, yes. and you were yeah. open to guidance and that. And so even though you would get excited about things, mm-hmm. I like, you were still very open on the other end of like here, this is, and I think that's like, and all of these connections you've made, you've been able to keep them because you've been very open honest, yeah. and honest about your experience like hey look I said this and I'm, I'm not sure I'm really wanting to do this yeah <laughs> yeah well I had a, a my friend Mary um she's so good you need to have her on the podcast yeah I'm down she's incredible but she uh I would I remember we went on a walk and I was like I'm just so tired of disappointing people I'm constantly sticking my foot in my mouth I'm disappointed in myself because I can't commit and she was like Brayden why does all of that have to be a bad thing? Yeah. Like, why can't it be that this is just a phase of your life where you're you're trying to figure it out? She's like, and people, and this is a big one, and it's funny coming from Mary's mouth, because she's so gentle. And she was like, people care about themselves. They're not thinking about your every move. Yeah. They're not thinking about you. Yeah. So do what you need to do. And, and you know, of course, she was always pushing me to be more patient. Yeah. You learn that. You're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't say yes before I know. I've, yeah. I've sat with it. Mm-hmm. But she was always pushing patience, but she was also pushing me to, like, to loosen up. I, yeah. You know, and be okay with to, going for it. I mean, yeah. I think that's the lesson here is be okay for going for it. Yeah. Just be open about where you're at in your journey. That's all you have to do. That's the only thing mm-hmm. you need to place there before you go for it. Yeah. Because you have to try on hats to figure out what fits. Like, uh, oh my God, I just remember, you know, Darby, um, mm-hmm. her mom, I like literally remember being in high school and I was like saying, I love, like me and Corey weren't even together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love Corey. Mm-hmm. I know I want to be with Corey. And because me and Corey didn't even date till after high school. Yeah. But, like, I was in love with him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you really need to try all the flavors of the ice cream <laughs> before you yeah. decide your favorite flavor. Yeah. I'm like, but I and love Corey. But, I mean, I but I did that. do that. Yeah. I did do that. And I think it did, like, like, we both did that. We both kind of went on our – and I think it did, like, strengthen our relationship in the end. Because I don't know when you're young, that young. I don't know. But, anyway, but it, always, it stuck with me in other aspects of my life. Yeah. Of, like – have compassion for the fact that you don't know. It's okay that you don't know. And I think even if you have this, you know, even if it's like, um, you're, you know, which direction you want to go, you don't know how you want to do it. Right. Like, you know, you want to do acting or, you know, you want to do, you know, um, 
a certain social selling company or you know you have a small business idea but you don't know exactly how you want to do it mm -hmm. you have to try things on like I didn't know exactly how I wanted the community aspect of my business to be until I tried different things mm -hmm. and I was like "Ooh, this is a little bit to woo woo for people who aren't ready you know like having yeah. those experiences and not giving disclaimers and inviting people to you know a scavenger hunt but then it's getting like you know real woo woo and I'm like okay woo woo's fine mm -hmm. but we need you know a disclaimer and we need sure. to make sure people feel because here's the thing I like making people feel comfortable mm -hmm. and I think for so long I've made that a bad thing where it was like you need to be okay with making people uncomfortable like you need to be okay and it's like yeah you do need to be able to stay true to who you are, but being the ability to make someone feel comfortable in a space is a gift. Oh, yeah. And being able to, like, lean into that yeah. and be able to be true to who I am, but also have language and dialogue and be able to give disclaimers, set yeah. the space yes. for people and be yeah. able to – because then when you can get really good at that, mm -hmm. you're opening up doors for people that they wouldn't other – they would otherwise just run from or they would be resentful about or they – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you just throw something in someone's face, they're going to – they're going to run. Right. They're gonna, like, I mean, it's just like if I was to do, like, the show we just did, This Is Our Youth. Yeah. Like, we're telling people the language is graphic. Yeah. The content is graphic. I'm not inviting – I mean, we're not just going to say, yeah, come one, come all. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. So you don't have to force people to That's be – That's a really great example of, like, the shows you do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you we're going to tell people going forward, like, this is what you're in for. Otherwise, that's, that's going to hurt your brand. Yeah. Because then they're like, whoa, we got no warning, and now I feel like I – had to stay for something that I didn't sign so, up for. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's just a great, great marketing tool, you know, market to your audience, but also if you do want to try to expand, like we were like, no, we're doing this show. Yeah. This is who we are. But tell people beforehand, like yeah. this is, this is also a part of who we are. If you don't like it, please don't come. <laughs> no, come to our next show. You know, when we do the crucible in May, owning a theater company, co-owning a theater company with my partner was never never on my radar yeah like not a thing out of all the jobs I wanted that was not one of them because theater to me meant go be an actress yeah like go to New York and make it happen and for me I was like this was probably not going to so I thought about it in a lot of different ways I was like well maybe I'll go and work at Disney and be you know a Disney actress or maybe you're I'm trying to fit yourself into someone that was already thing. working yes yes and sometimes that is the like you mm -hmm. have to decide for yes. you, what the right, yeah. yeah. And Colin is just not that way. Yeah. Colin's like, why would you go do that when you could make it yourself? Yeah. And also, but Colin's funny because he's, he's a DIYer. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's that way about everything. Like his dad, his dad always makes me laugh because he's, he's old, old fashioned. So he's like, I don't know why y'all don't just go to LA. And Colin's like, dad, it's all over Zoom. Like I don't even need to go. I could live right here and get jobs in LA. He's like, he, in his head, he's like, you needed to move and, yeah. you know, make it happen and, be that starving artist there, and that's just, like, not Colin's style. He's like, I'm going to stay right here with my dogs, with my people, and make all of it happen Dude, for myself. Dude, I mean, we went and saw um, Joy Aladokin, who, if you don't know, she's a really great songwriter. But she, like, okay, so she was performing. That was her first show on tour in Austin. And she's like, guys, this is my first tour. Yeah. I made music during, like, all of COVID in my shitty apartment put it on Spotify, and somehow I'm selling out my tour now. Yeah, She's like, this is blowing my mind. Yeah. So she was like really like – it was a very cool show because both performers, uh, Brie Kennedy and her, were like just very vulnerable about how they ended up where they were. And like – but that was what she was speaking to. Like there's so much potential from oh, yeah. where you are right yeah. now. Like you don't need – she's like, I was just speaking truth. 
-hmm. writing truth, recording it in my small ass studio and putting it on, putting it out there. And like, it found its way to people. Yeah. And now I'm here. Mm -hmm. on to Like, it's mm -hmm. wild. The, right. the avenues now. Well, and I would never, we talk about this all the time. Like if Colin and I had moved to, if we, we would not have tried to do this anywhere else. Yeah. Dallas has already been done. Austin's already been done. Literally anywhere else. We did it in Waco because Waco is still small enough. But it's growing. That we have the connections, but it's growing, mm -hmm. which is, we're at the forefront, which is amazing. And we grew up here. Like, we were both born here, raised here. So there's all these little connections you can make and people you know, just like this conversation. Like, yeah. I was able to take an old friend like you and be like, and you put me on the podcast. You know, yeah. just like those types of connections are constantly happening uh, because Waco is still small enough that that can happen. Yeah. But it's growing. So yeah, it's like with the theater, that was someone you worked with, right? That yeah, yeah. I worked and, you know, those, those are how deals come. And, yeah. Then, you know, the fact that my, my dad lives here too and he's a business owner, like yeah. that helps, you know. And yeah. Like, use the connections where you got them. Yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't, you know. Because well, and we, that's the whole point of, like, to, to be able to be willing to make those connections and to not know. To, so, like, I think so often it's, like, you meet someone and you're thinking from this space of, like, what – do I have to give them or what do they have to give me? Or like, you don't need to know. No. Just yeah. be open to the dialogue. Be open to making connections and being vulnerable and being honest. And, you know, I think that's a really good, like you're really good at that. You're really good at like being able to just like dialogue with someone in a very vulnerable way and connect with them on a deeper level. And, and when you do that, people want to support, mm -hmm. you know, like when you can really speak into and like really listen to them and where they're at and like all the things and it like I feel like people mistake this. I think that I think that people who have this skill mm -hmm. can so easily be put like I feel like I my my negative connotation with that with myself is I can be manipulative. Mm. Not like me personally. Like it's like like I think but there's we're all, all manipulative. Mm -hmm. We all have the ability to manipulate and but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think we need to stop looking at this wor word as like a bad thing of like being able to manipulate your surroundings or I don't even like that word, I guess, but it's like to be able to take control of the situation and be able to lead the energy where you want it to go. I mean, right. that's a powerful gift to have to be able to, and, and to do it in a very honest way mm. where you're not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like people need to learn like the balance of that because it can show up on health on in an unhealthy manner mm. of, manipulation where now you're kind of hiding things and you're but that's not it's guiding it, like there's a difference of like guiding the the conversation we talk about this in YSSA you're guiding the conversation where right. you wanted to go you are creating container and you're be, you're doing it in a way that is integral and honest mm -hmm. and authentic but you're deciding where the conversation right. is going you're yeah. not letting someone else take you mm -hmm. well it's just like you know that that family that I talked to you about about you know the the child who um, he really struggles and the mom is seriously struggling. And I'm so I, my first thought is let's put him in acting classes. Let's control the situation right. a little bit. Right. Yeah. Which you could technically say that was me manipulating, right? Cause yeah. it's, they're going to pay me for these yeah. acting classes. But in my head, I'm genuinely thinking this is a win-win. Yeah. Like he needs that structure. He needs uh, a container. Like, I right. love the word container because it's like that Atlas is the same way. Like he needs, um, what's the word, uh, like routine, mm -hmm. he needs rhythm, and it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, at this time, at this time, at this time, but like, mm -hmm. he needs to know 
direct, he needs direction. And once he has direction, he can be free in that. Yes. Right. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So having that ability to create that container for someone to f- be free mm-hmm. in where like they're safe to be free. Yeah. in, And I think that's the biggest thing is like creating a safe space for someone to dialogue with you or to open up is really important but the only way that you can do that is if you know where you're going if you don't know where you're going that could end very badly or if you don't know what the outcome of this conversation should be or I mean that's necessarily you don't need to know the outcome necessarily but you need to know the energy in which you want to create like when you're having a like because if not it could be taken I mean like someone could say something sad and then I'm morphing into their sad trauma thing and now we're spiraling downwards and now we're both leaving with like lower energy than what we came like you know what I mean like that's that's mm-hmm. when there's no container like it's like you have to be able to place a container and have enough trust in yourself right. to guide the conversation and still like still leave it open for someone to be able to be sad or be whatever, but to have enough trust in yourself to be able to guide it upward. Yeah. I don't know how that we got on the topic of the conversation, but good, I feel good. like you're really good at that. Okay. <laughs> I'm being able to like hold the space and like, like I'm just, just, you're always telling me about your connections that you've made and different things mm-hmm. that have happened because of conversations that you've had. And I think that's why is because you hold a really good space for yourself where you let them like, you're open to what they have to say. You're open to what they want to give, but you still are guiding it in well, a good I way. Just, I genuinely am always fascinated by what people are doing. Yeah. Like, I just love it. I love hearing what other people are doing, and I'm immediately, and this might be selfish, I don't know. <laughs> might be. I'm always thinking, like, okay, how can we incorporate that? Yeah. And I know you're the same way. Yeah, I'm like, okay, the same way. How do I take That's this how we ended up. we got to speak about, like, right. what, how we get, what we're doing now. Yeah. It's like, people are like, wait, what are you doing? Why yeah. are we together now? Why is she here? <laughs> yeah. But I, I do, like, I love hearing what people are doing. And then I'm like, like, this morning, the mom, I was talking to a mom, and she, because of her son's um, emotional issues, she needs to have a more flexible schedule, and so she's now going to create um, art projects. Like you can buy her art uh, assignments oh. online and like use them for your children. Oh, cool! So like homeschooling art assignment, but she's love that art centered, nature centered, and I'm immediately like, I'm like how oh, can we? Yeah, how can I? Who can I plug her with? How can we get her selling these things? How can Silent House and House Support? And I'm like, there's no way right now. Like, what are you trying to figure but out? But that's the thing. But as, but as soon, like, you, okay, whoever's listening to this, the moral of the story is create your container. Mm-hmm. Because then once you know why you're doing, where you're going, what's the goal, then you can fit a lot of things, but you'll also have the ability to, like, look at it objectively and see does this really fit? Am I forcing this? Or does it just not fit at all? Yeah. Like, does it just not fit? And like, and that's okay. Yeah. And it could be that she... And, and if it doesn't fit, it could fit for someone else. Yeah. But you have that right. in your pocket now. Yes. Yeah. It could be that, yeah, she doesn't need to work with me at all, but she needs to work with my friend. Yeah. And I can get them connected, and now they're much happier than if I was ever involved. Yeah. So. But, you, like, I think that staying open to, it doesn't necessarily need to be directly related to me. Um, but I could be a bridge for some, like opening yeah. up that too. It's like, it's not always for me, but it could come to me for a reason. I think first, I, I like to think that 
kind of everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. My thing is being able to see that it's not necessarily, the reason isn't necessarily for me. Yeah. It could be that I'm just meant to pass this along to someone or I'm meant to know uh, about it. Do you know Fiona Bond? I don't know if I'm supposed to say their names. No. She's a... The uh, founder and executive of Creative Waco. Oh, okay, and she is the best I've ever seen at that. Really? Like she because she will straight up tell you because she is. Oh my god, she's just this the most incredible phenom of a woman. Yeah, like confident, beautiful, just runs Creative Waco. Like she's just amazing. Um, like they're you know doing Chalk Waco next weekend. Okay, and she shut down all of Austin Avenue to make it happen. Yeah, they did it last year, right? Yeah, I mean she's just incredible, but she. She is so good at her boundaries. Like, you'll be like, I really need your help with this. And she's like, and she's British. And she's like, I don't have the bandwidth for it. But this uh. person does. <laughs> and she'll connect you. She's just so great at yeah. making, she makes those boundaries for herself. And she, but she connects you and then she moves on. Yeah. And I, I would love to get to that point where she doesn't feel like she needs to be involved. Or maybe she does, but she knows she can't. Yeah. You know, and it can end up that if you do get involved, you can end up making things worse than if you just let things. <laughs> because your energy is so divided yes. and you can't give. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so speaking important. to myself here. It's so I'm... important. <laughs> well, and I've learned that within my own business, like, like I was saying earlier of like, kind of just like letting things unfold, you know, someone mm-hmm. comes in and has an idea and I'm like, yeah, go for it. And then realizing like, oh, okay, wait, like this could like, I think another part of that is also being open to things could fit that you not might not realize. Yeah. Like, so I think that's another thing is like having that creative mindset of being able to like, like what we are doing, like what we'll, we can talk a little bit about it. I don't want to give too much detail, but we can talk a little <laughs> bit about it. But like what we're doing, like that was me being in the theater mm-hmm. and being like so moved by what you were doing. And I was like, I don't know. And then it was like, that was just in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. I'm really excited for what she's got created. And then I was like creating the um, kind of like like the 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 intention behind the YSSA retreats. What do I want to experience, and how could I pull my different passions in? And then like it was like, oh, yeah, it just came. Yeah. But it's like this is something so unique and so different. And like you probably, if you were looking at like the list of what could fit together, and like it. it, it not a lot of people would see that connection. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So it's like, you're also looking, you have to keep that open mind enough to be able to see the things that could fit that other people won't see. Cause that's when real magic is made. Yeah. You know, like that's when things like, like new creations really come about right. because you're like, Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is something unique and different that no one is doing that. Like, it just fit both containers like fit, right? You know. Right. Well, and you when you do have open space like that, like when you're allowing things to happen like that, people come out of the woodworks. Yeah, and that's what's been the most that's been the most insane part about this whole process is the amount of people that I've met once we decided to go for Silent House. Yeah, you know, we were when like, you really made the decision. Yeah, this is what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like suddenly people were like, "Yes, let's help." Yes, I've got yeah. money for you, or yes, I've got props, or. Yeah. I really want to help you, you know, with concessions. Like, there's just all these people that want to be involved. But if you, if we never took the chance, because we're like, well, nobody's, you know, nobody cares or nobody yeah. wants to. Like, yes, they do. Yeah. They just don't know they do yet. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing. That that happened the same with my business as well. It's like, you just, you, it was kind of like when you guys first did the show of like, it doesn't really matter who comes. Like, we're just going to do what we're doing. And people right. saw that you just kept doing. That's yeah. the piece. It's like, oh, she's doing this no matter what. Like, and and you were already doing that. 
no matter what because you were doing it on the side yeah. of you making money in other ways. So it's the same type of thing of like Corey watching me do this, whether he was at work or whatever, yeah. like whether we needed the income or not, whether this or that. I was showing up, I was keeping in contact, I was using my, you know, I was, it was just, a, it was integrated fully into my life, and I was going to do that, and so people saw that, and did, they wanted to, it's like, once you decide you really want something, and you just start walking towards it, and, and, and like, integrally, is that the right word, integrally? <laughs> is that even a word? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but you do it in integrity, like, and you're really just, people will want to be a part of it. They will. And, like, it was really clear that this was something that was going to be long-lasting for you. Like, whenever we were coming to your shows and stuff, it was like, oh, this is, like, this is red. We, yeah. we both were just like, oh, my God, we're so excited that Chuck found, I found this it. thing right. that, like, really right. works. And, yeah, so it was like. when I really attribute so much of it to you because <laughs> just our long conversations about, you know, just life in general and finding your thing. And I was always, I listened to so many episodes of your podcast. <laughs> I'm probably your number one listener. I listened to all of them. Uh, and I was always so many just good like, ones coming out. Oh, there's, I mean, they're, I'm going to listen to the sitar one again. Cause I just think it's so genius. And Brooks is great too. But I, uh, just listening and being like, okay, I've, you know, just having the bravery to do it. Because yeah. you, you definitely taught me the, the money mindset that money mindset matters and just going out there and doing the thing and, and making it happen for yourself. I don't know. I mean, I learned so much from you. A <laughs> Aww, ton. I really did. So you were part there was of, reason. Yeah, yes, we met. There was you were part of met. the start of Silent House for sure. I mean, for my end. And That's awesome. Just pushing me to. <laughs> and to Colin's over it. here like, yeah, I've been telling you this all yeah, along. Yeah. You just need to hear it from someone else. Oh, That's how Corey is too. Like, I've been saying yeah. this, but That's you just exactly had to true. get confirmation from the outside. Yep. <laughs> I'll come home and be like, guess what? Mary told me little Bonnie is like, yeah. Like, I know. I, I already told, told you that. that. Yeah, of course. Huge thing for me. And he's like, we already talked about that. You just didn't listen like, at all. So yeah. You just need that outside voice. It's yeah. like, okay. Like, and I think that's good to be able to, like, go outside of the, the I like to say, the echo chamber of your, like, day-to-day -day life and, and see it happening from a different perspective mm -hmm. and, and all the things. But And I do want to throw it out there to all podcast listeners that none of this happens without Colin. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if he listens to this, he's going to be like, wait a minute. But it's. I mean, oh, I you've mentioned him. I've mentioned yes. him enough. I'm yeah, like, I think so. He, I've mentioned him. Tom you have a great reason. partner. I do. I do. <laughs> He's the reason why it was anything more than a small show in my backyard. Like yeah. it was, it was his pushing of okay, this could actually be a thing, and yeah. Mika wants it, and they can make us money. You know, God forbid. Everybody's always like. Oh, don't be in theater for the money. It won't make you any money. And Colin's always like, why? Like it's yeah. just he's like, why doesn't. Why can't it? Yeah. Which is a bold thing to say because everybody knows it doesn't. So <laughs> he's like, he's like, but it well, how could it? Right. That's the question. Yeah. How, it's like instead of that, oh, it can't or whatever. Yeah. It's how could it? Right. And yeah. so, I mean, without him, none of it happens. He's he's the financial genius. He directs so many of our shows. He's an incredible actor. So Aww. just want to put it out there. Oh, how cute. He's, he's the one who makes it all happen. And I, I get a lot of the credit. I really do. I'm kind of the face of things, but... He's behind the scenes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he works I can see that. Yeah. Hard. Well, you're so good at the conversation and the yeah. I feel right. like y'all are a really great not. team. You're a really great team. <laughs> He's a little bit more like seems like a little bit more introvert behind the scenes creator yeah. type of space. Oh yeah. Like he just leave me in my off or like leave me in my space to just come up he with likes, good ideas. Yeah, he <laughs> likes to come up with things and 
But, you know, he's taught me, like, when you stay at home and make space for things, things happen. Because yeah. he will give himself room. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to interrupt oh, you. Good. But have you, is it feel good or, I don't, is it feel good? I think, anyway, he was talking about this, about how this, there's this, it's not necessarily this generation of people, but it's like this um, vibrant. He was like, he's very spiritual. Sure. So, like, you know, I take, I take and leave. Yeah. But like, he was talking about like a certain vibration of people will never have to leave their couch to create abundance right. because things will just come, come to them. them when they're in alignment with where they're going. Yeah. And it's so freaking true. That is Colin. If anybody, if yeah. you can. Describe him. That is truly it. He does leave the couch, but, but he, not. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like he would. Because I get in these rat races where mm-hmm. I start getting in survival mode, and yeah. then I'm like running around, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to look for ways to make money, and blah 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 blah. blah. And like I put myself in those positions, no matter how much money I make. Yep. That's just something that I'm learning to walk walk through. But when I am in a state of peace and I know what I'm doing and I know where I'm going, I can literally just sit there mm-hmm. and like hear a ding and yep. money's just come from somewhere. Yeah. It's literally, but it's like, I've seen it. I've seen it happen both ways because I'm working through this journey. So I just did a podcast about it, um, which you will have probably listened to by the time you listen to this one. But <laughs> like about this, about like, I was like waiting. This is literally insane. But I'm going to tell you this really quick. So I was waiting for the, this tax money to come back to pay for my wedding. So I knew this money was coming and yeah. I was like, okay, well, like, this is extra money. Let's plan a freaking wedding with this extra money that's coming in. Well, it was supposed to come in, like, 16 weeks, 20 weeks went by, 30 weeks went by, 35 weeks went by. Like, all of, like, it was, like, I decided on the date when I knew it was coming, and then it didn't come. Mm-hmm. So, it was, like, now not only am I, like, the sole provider of my family, and I'm, like, working to provide for my family, but now I need to not only bring in money to provide my family. I need to bring in money to pay for this massive party that I like so stupidly decided to do. Right. Like, right. You're panicking. I'm panicking. And yeah. so for like the lot, like there were like months where I was just in full panic and I was so struggling to create mm-hmm. and like my job relies on my creation, like my creativity. And so anyway, what happened was like, I ended up having this like full breakdown moment with Billy Brooks husband and he was like just inviting me to take full responsibility for the position that I put myself in in like a really beautiful way like I needed to just say I made a stupid decision you know like I feel I feel a fool right now that I did this Mm -hmm. because we were in such an okay place and with like the economy and everything and like we were moving through okay and now I'm putting myself where I'm having to run twice as fast because I'm not only just providing I'm now I'm trying to come up with this extra money so and like providing and like I'm like really good at manifesting what we need on a day-to-day basis but now there was this extra level yeah yeah because it's a lot of money to put on a wedding this party has been an expense so I'm like hyperventilating feeling ashamed like that was the perfect where I was feeling so ashamed that I had made this decision and that like like I was like I'm just feel so dumb that I am making good money but I don't feel like I am and like all of these victories that are coming my way like these new partnerships that I'm getting which are like large sums of like all of it just makes me feel like I'm just catching up yeah and I also like was using credit cards I shouldn't have been using like just put myself in a weird position of like oh here I am again you know and I finally just like and he writes me a check right so he's loaning me this money wow I go home 
Okay. At this point, I'm like, this money is not coming. I'm just going to have to create it. Yeah. Which once I decided that flows differently. Mm -hmm. But here I am in this stagnant waiting, waiting, waiting for it to come yeah. in this it's form, in this form, mm -hmm. calling the IRS every day. What's the fuck, guys? Um, so I finally, I like, I receive it. I receive the help and I like, I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to stop. Because he, he's like, you need to focus on what you're good at. And you yeah. can't focus on what you're good at when you're in this state of mind because you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, so let's just, let's just get through the wedding. Like, just get through the wedding. Know that it's going to get taken care of. On the other side of it, we can, you can deal with how you're going to pay back and like all that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So I take the check and I put it in my wedding book and I go home and he had given me some homework. And so I was like going through all of my expenses and like mm -hmm. all this, I'm starting to like really see, cause I really need to get good at money management. Like I need to know where my money is going. Yeah. I'm very bad about that. Oh, let's do it together. Yeah. I seriously. Suck. I suck. I spend money like nobody's business. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, it's here. Here you go. Yeah. If I have it. It's here because Coffee. I've just always yeah. trusted it will keep coming yeah. and it does. But then mm -hmm. when things like this happen, it's just like not ready. heaviness, yep. heaviness. So, and over something that was not necessary. Yeah, right. And that was where I felt really dumb. Yeah. Because then the mold thing happened and my kids needed right. like a bunch of health stuff. So anyway, and then I was like, oh my God, I'm taking from my kid. You know, the whole dialogue. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, finally just fucking release it and acknowledge it. And like, just, I'm like, okay. So I like, it's like the way I look at it is like I dumped out my bag and yeah. like, this is the mess I created. And now I see the mess. I can clean it up. Mm. And I like cried and all the things. So I'm doing my homework and I'm like doing all of my expenses. And so finally I'm like, okay, I probably should deposit this check and just mm. like, you know, I go to deposit. Like, so I've been checking my bank account all day because I had been doing his homework, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. checking my expenses. And so finally when I'm like, okay, I should deposit this check. Mm -hmm. I go to deposit the check. The money's in there. And the money is pending from, and it was like literally three times the, it was three times past the thing. So I was just like, it's not Stop. coming. Oh my gosh. So did you give him the check back immediately? Yes. You I ripped it up. Yeah. So don't check wow. my task kit. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's shredded. No, oh but like it was literally like this was my lesson yeah. to take responsibility and just let myself feel that, sh that embarrassment. That was like, I felt embarrassed. Yeah. And it was like, I couldn't acknowledge how embarrassed I felt until I was on the other side. Like it was like, I can't. There was no getting to the other side until I could acknowledge my embarrassment, but I didn't want to acknowledge it until I was on the other side. So there was this battle of like, oh, I gotta just make it happen. And then all of these amazing victories were happening. I couldn't celebrate them because I was just like, oh, I'm not even like caught up. Like I'm not, that, that pays for this thing, but I need to. So it was like, it allowed me to like yeah. fully acknowledge like the fact that I also brought in weight. Like I just made it a lot of it happen as well. But anyway, yeah, it was like, Wow. One of those, like, this was a lesson. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, the fact that you just said that made something click extremely harshly in my head. Oh, no. So, harshly? Not harshly, but I was like, oh, that's what that means. So I do these uh, oracle cards every night. Yeah. And they're, like, beautiful. Like, I just love these cards. They're so pretty. And I used to do them every night. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I used to. I haven't done them in a while. I did okay. it last night. I used to. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get it. I, I did it last night because I was just feeling that. I was like, I don't want to do that. And so I did it. I just love these cards. And it was all about, uh, you know, it was, you know, uh, a prayer for peace. Mother, for, you know, mother of peace. And um, how to, you know, Mother Mary's asking you to let this go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And I'm sitting there going, yes, let it go. I'm yeah. letting it go. And I don't, actually. I'm just saying it. And yeah. I feel a, a sense of peace in that moment because I'm not 
worried about at that moment. But as soon as my day starts, yeah. I'm going to be worried about it. But what you just said about, it's not about letting it go. Like, it's not my problem anymore. Yeah. It's about saying. Dumping it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, or like looking at it. It's saying yeah. this. I did this. Yeah. And I like him saying to you, accept the responsibility. Yeah. Is huge. Because once you say like, okay, this is, this is the actual situation, which is why like, you know, we live in a um, society that's always like, you know, like our big thing is think positive and be positive, be yeah. positive. And my friend Mary's always like, that, that does nothing. Yeah. You need to, you have to accept it for what it is, know it for what it is. And then move forward. But yeah. if you're just like, it's fine, it's fine, it'll be, get handled, yeah. but it's doing nothing. So what you just said about accepting responsibility and what I read last night about letting it go. Like, that was like, when I originally, like, that, that is exactly what was happening. I was like, I am a positive person. Yeah. And so I kept, kept catching myself in fear, like, real fear, like, panic, like, so worried. And then, like, pulling myself back to positivity, catching myself right. in fear, pulling myself, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, and which is, a, you know good thing but like but sometimes I, it can be a but I was so grateful for someone to just give me permission to yeah like it was like yeah like I literally felt like I just vomited mm-hmm. and like was just now like okay here's your mess yeah and like but now that I see where the mess is what the mess is like I can clean it up but at, at the time it was like just on my back and I couldn't see it I didn't know what it was and like I'm trying yeah. to avoid it and I'm like speaking positively, thinking positively, trying to do the positive thing, you know, <laughs> but I wasn't, I felt like I was no matter, cause no matter what good came, I couldn't see it cause I couldn't, I was still in yeah. the space. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I really understood the importance of sitting mm-hmm. in the feeling of shame or embarrassment or whatever, just like really yeah. like sitting in it. And then like, then mm-hmm. being like, okay, what are the steps that I take? Because then I was like, "All right, let's yeah, fucking that. go." Because I know I'm, I know I have the abilities. Yeah, I just couldn't see my way forward because I was like not being fully honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it was like as soon as like someone gave me that space to do that, it was like mm-hmm. okay. Then I was like, yeah, "Let's go!" It. Yeah, and yeah. then like things started to unfold, and I'm yes. like, "Yes!" And so yeah, that was a huge piece for me. It was like, okay, I can't let it go until I see it. Yeah. You don't know what you're letting go. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you're just, like, you have these feelings of discomfort, and you're just, like, trying to move on from it. And that was what, that was the true dialogue was, like, I can't talk about this until I get to the other side of it. And it was, like, being able to come back and, like, share about it mm-hmm. and be, like, hey. Because what he told me was, like, everybody as an entrepreneur, everybody at some point, no matter how many zeros are on the end of their income or their debt or their savings or whatever they experience this he's like I have experienced moments where if things because that's what was happening with me like if things do not fall into place exactly as they should I'm going to be fucked like yeah like if things do not fall into I'm I'm betting I'm like I'm putting placing bets Mm -hmm. right now you know and he's like no matter how many zeros you have on the end of that everybody experiences that at some point and like you have to be able to like, it doesn't mean you're a failure. Like, just be, like, it's like, I was so annoyed. I'm like, I make more money than I've ever made. And I put myself back in the same place of, like, feeling like that. And, like, I thought I was over this. I thought, he's like, that's not the journey. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to, as your income grows, you start living up into that income. You start placing more bets. You Like, there are things that you're going to do that you're going to make the wrong choices. There are things you're going to invest in. There's, like, 
or you're gonna have a, you know a, a fall in income or whatever and I'm like oh, yeah okay like, this is the journey I, mean, I always I always think that I'm like I'm gonna hit enlightenment like I'm always no, like no I'm gonna I get got there, it yeah like I abundance have, yeah. yeah I don't have those problems because yeah. I'm just doing it correctly and I'm learning like that's just not well, and it's not make it mean that it's not for you or that mm-hmm. you're not good at it anymore or that, you know, whatever. Like, that was the big – like, I had so much dialogue of, like, I am failing at this right mm-hmm. now. Like, I can't teach people this. Like, I – you know what I mean? Right. Like, in that dialogue of, like, then I started moving backwards in that world of, like, showing up for my team as a good leader because I was feeling not – you know? so yeah, it, it worthy. Yeah, so him – positioning his, himself in that space allowed me to step back in like me seeing him the way he held space for me and then it was like I could do that for my team and then I came back and was like okay someone just filled the, my cup and let me fill yours let's wow. like take responsibility for where we're at let's look at our numbers let's look at our bills let's look at everything and see what do we need to do mm. now to move forward so how okay we got to talk about how <laughs> we're working together now so mm-hmm. Basically, what happened as I was coming up with my why for YSSA, or like my, the energy that I wanted to—I don't know when I reached out to you about this. Um, I think at the beginning of the year. Okay, but I had sat down and I was like, "What do I want this to be?" Mm-hmm. And something that I knew I wanted it to be was I wanted it to be the most creative, mm-hmm. like the most creative business mentorship for social sellers, social sellers. Like I wanted it to be known as that. Like when people talked about it, it'd be like, you have to go. It's the most creative business training for social sellers that exists. So like thinking about the, my passions of like art and theater and music and like how we could incorporate that. Mm-hmm. And then like we went to one of your shows that was at the back of my mind. And it was like, Oh my gosh, like this could be so amazing to incorporate theater mm-hmm. and improv mm-hmm. into social selling because it's the biggest fear that people have is like sounding salesy or yeah. how to or like that's like the biggest thing people need to work on is like the ability to lead conversations like what we we're just talking about be able to lead a conversation where you want it to go and to like you know have the confidence to do that and have the confidence in the like and an intention in place to be able to guide it yeah so reached out to Brayden was like hey you know like we didn't really know. It was like, yeah. how can we do this? Well, I kind of started off, you were like, maybe you could do icebreakers. Yeah. Maybe you could kind of just get them warmed up because that is, that is the part that, I mean, it's really all fun and games to talk about, you know, being a great, you know, salesperson. And yeah. You, but when and, it comes down to it. Yeah. I mean, and you can love the product. It doesn't matter how much you love the product. If you yeah. can't talk about it or and know how to talk to people. Yeah. It's, a, it's an actual skill that needs to be mm-hmm. learned is yeah. how to talk to people and mm-hmm. how to have social awareness. And like yep. what you were like, we were saying before about knowing the lifestyle that you're talking to, yep. who this person is, are they a mom? What time would be best to message them? What time would be best to check in? Like right. those types of things of like when it's like the ultimate customer service, mm-hmm. like, you know, knowing that just be able to like kind of serve that person in, in a way that's in alignment with who they are. So we started yeah. out with that, mm-hmm. but now We've come up with an amazing, amazing training for people that's going to leave them, like, completely unafraid to sell a product. Right. Especially if it's a product that they love. But, like, completely unafraid to call someone to action in that moment. It's going to be a lot of 
your people getting a bit out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And pushing some of their theater skills, some of their improvisational skills. Um, And if you've never had any of that experience, that's what it's for. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that if if the thought of doing something like that scares you, Mm -hmm. you should be there. Yeah. Because you're only going to grow. You're only going to be able to break through that glass ceiling or break through that barrier if you're willing to do something that is uncomfortable and new. Yep. And that's, I mean, what I want to do at, at YSSA, which I, I've thought of a lot about this, but I haven't told you I don't think, is <laughs> I want to make sure that your people know, like, this is a practice zone. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm here for. Yeah. This is why, like, we're doing this, so be scared right now. That way you're less scared when you go exactly. do it. Exactly. And, and I always tell my students this, too, because they're so afraid to, you know, we, we do a lot of work with, uh, you know, body language and facial expressions and theater class, and I'm like, guys... You cannot out-goof me. I will always be goofier than you. I will always be sillier than you. I can always be louder than you. I can always make more outrageous decisions than you. So just do it. Yeah. Like, go for it because I promise I can top you. And I think I that, that. And, I, and I show them normally. Yeah. Like, with, especially with my littles, I will do something really, really ridiculous to show that, like, you can't scare me. There is no scaring, yeah. you know, in fact, that's what... You know, it's teaching them for, for theater class, for acting training, it's teaching them how to audition or teaching them how to be in a show. But for this, it will be, let's use this as a practice field. Well, because what happens, I, and I've been to many business trainings. I've been to, I've also been to many retreats and I've hosted many different types of retreats. And what happens is that the energy is really good in the space. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're getting fed into by inspirational speakers and you're getting right. all these notes. You have so many notes. You go home with all these notes. But you never try it. Yeah. You can't put it in. Yeah. And then it's like the fear because you haven't moved through that fear in a safe space. So something I always say in YSSA is this is a safe space to get uncomfortable. Right. Like it's a semi-safe space. Like you can come here and get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's not, you're not coming here. It's not safe in the sense of like, you're just going to be able to move through it in total comfort level, but it's a safe space to be uncomfortable. So you can Mm -hmm. come and you can do things out of your comfort zone and know that everybody is here to make a fool of themselves so that they can just find comfort in making a fool of yourself. Because if you can find comfort in saying the wrong thing and making mistakes and making a fool of yourself and maybe not being liked by everyone, like when you find comfort in, not comfort, but when you find peace, peace, yeah, yeah, there we go. When you find peace in that and you're like, oh shit, okay, you realize that this journey to success, no matter what, you do no matter what you do the journey to success if you talk to any person who's like at that level of success that you want to be they will tell you you have to be willing to look stupid Mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to make mistakes and to know that these mistakes are going to lead you to the victories and so when you can lean into that and you just and you can be like oh okay like this is part of it if I can just fucking get this over with now like I'm like yeah okay let's just say all the dumb things let's just do all the dumb things because now knowing that on the other side of this I'm gonna be closer to success like I'm willing to do it mm-hmm. and so that was what we're here to do it in YSSA retreat the YSSA society retreat is to to kind of give you that Mario mushroom like let's <laughs> the word speed you up a little bit like mm-hmm. let's put this into play now in a space where you can be guided and you can be and like when you can just open up in that way mm-hmm. you are going to make crazy breakthroughs and you're going to leave so confident in the ability to lead a conversation. So if that's something you feel like you really need help with, the first thing you need to do is take YSSA, which you've been taking. Yes, I have. 
So what is your biggest takeaway so far? She came in today and she said, I'm, what I just realized and what I have to say is that I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, I was. I was like, okay, well, because uh, Mickey really makes it important for you to recognize your story. And we, I found that we don't often, we, we take our story for granted. We don't realize how, how far we've come and how special we actually are. And uh, we, we, especially in social selling, you know, because I've seen people do social selling and I've seen it happen, you know, in various times of my life. And it's just like, you feel this anxiety coming from the seller. Being yeah. Like, Please send me a product. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm selling and it's amazing. Don't you want it? And everybody's yeah. like, no. <laughs> Please stop and making me you're making me nervous. Yeah. Because um, you can feel that. Like they're yes, nervous. There's a desperation. No. Yeah. And yeah. There's a desperation and there's a there's a desperation for you to say yes, but there's also a desperation for them to like they're like they just want to get it over with. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to get five people this week and yeah. come on, you know, one of the one way or the other. Come on. Yeah. So So it's interesting for you taking it as someone who's kind of incorporating this into a different business model, right. which I think is really important because people will ask me all the time is this something that I could do as a small business owner if I'm just getting started doing something? Like, mm -hmm. do you feel like you've benefited from just what you've learned so far yeah. in your own business model? Yes. I think it's it's different for sure. Like, there's yeah. – it's a less um, – because, you know, what I'm selling is show, a show, right? Yeah. Or or But it's what's, – what's really helped me with is – for people to learning how to sell my company in general, yeah, like for people to buy into Silent House, yeah, in general, to become like a um, a sponsor yeah. or a contributor or or even wanting to like an avid, yeah, a yeah. season ticket holder, yeah, um, or hey, I man, I really love the show. I want to put my kid in lessons, you know, all those types of things because it's really easy for people to be like, yeah, we'll go to the show and. I won't go to Disconnect another show for from, a year, yeah. you know? Or, yeah, it was just a show. It's just a show. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big thing is, like, making them realize that this is more than just this yeah. show. This is, like, a movement. This right. is, yeah, an experience. Right. This is something you can and be so, a part of. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to – we're learning how to create Silent House into more of a community. You know, you want to be a part of this because you want to be involved in the community. Something that we talked about a lot – because we're like, okay, well, what, what do we offer, like, as a company, other than place? Yeah. Right? Is we want to show the fact that we're we're young and thriving, I think is the big thing. It's like, we, wanna, we want to show that we're young people making it happen. Yeah. And, and have other people buy into that. Not just because they're, we want them to buy into Silent House, like, give us money. Yeah. But because if they can be in part of it, too, and also get confidence from that. And, and like tap into that younger self like like even older people coming in it's yeah. like them being able to like it's not too late right you know for you oh, to yeah. be a part of this and to tap back into this space that maybe you shut down mm -hmm. for a period of time because you felt like you had to do the responsible thing or, right well our, we, have, we have a costume designer that you know she's a stay-at-home mom and she's costume designing for us and she's incredible yeah and we're like and she loves it. She loves working with us. And we're like, dude, this is you're you're great at this. You know, we'll never go anywhere else. But she wasn't doing that before. I mean, she was sort of, but it wasn't enjoyable. And so yeah. it's just it, it, what YSSA has taught me is that you know you're constantly, you know, I, I was listening about the three pillars last night, and yeah. uh, you know, you've got your product, and you've got your community, and you've got the the business side. Yeah, and. You know, we really are good about promoting our product. Yeah. You know, here's a play. Here's yeah. a play. Here's a play. 
But what happens when you don't have a play for three months? Do you not yeah. post? Yeah. How you do know? you keep that? Yeah. Keep the momentum. It's about selling the community. Like you want to become yeah. part of our 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 community, which yeah. is something I hadn't thought about as much. So. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, what about the story aspect? I mean, uh, coming back to that, I feel like what you said when you walked in about like you you kind of were touching on it, but like you don't. I think people just they never give themselves the space to be mindful or aware of where they've come from and what has changed for them. Like no matter what, like you might feel like you're at the beginning parts of your business, but you don't realize how much you've already done. And until you really sit and be like, Whoa, that went from this to this, to this, to this. And like the last two years of me just being like putting my blinders on and just going for it. Mm -hmm. And like now based on where you are, like, what do you see? Like, what, like, what's coming for you now? Like, what do you feel like based on where you are now? Like, tell me, where, where are you now? Mm-hmm. And then where do you see yourself going now in the future with this? Well, I, I feel like what you were saying about looking back, I, I haven't looked. I think this podcast helped me look back. Yeah. I've seen how much progress I've made. Yeah. Because I have. just a short period yeah. of time. We don't give. No, people don't. You're constantly looking for what's wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing this badly. I'm doing this badly. And so it's it's nice to reflect and be like, oh, things are are (laughs) looking up. (laughs) Uh, Things are looking up. I think, you know, as of now, you know, the next steps are getting a building, having a space of our own um, that we can kind of call our own. That's that's the hardest part is bouncing buildings. Yeah. And we're grateful for it. We've made great connections because of it. And I know I'll look back and be like, man, that was nice. Yeah. I think one, having our own building where we can do private classes, we can do workshops, we can have constant shows going on, not only plays, but musical, or not musical, what am I saying? That, that is a play. But uh, workshops yeah. and improv shows and uh, stand-up comedians, you know, there's a lot yeah. that can happen in your own space, so I would love to have our own space. Um, I would love to, we, we would really like to grow our... Uh, our audience outside of Waco. So, you know, even if we could create a great, you know, YouTube, you know, YouTube channel where we can kind of post our stuff and we can get fans from all over. Yeah. That would be really, really amazing. Uh, I I don't know. There's a lot, there's a ton that we want to do. There's most of the things I want to do are different plays. I'm like, we could do that show. One day we could do this show, you know? Um, I would love to eventually have, we would love to eventually have in-house employees. So, you know, you have your artistic director, you have your in-house customer, technical Where you're director. not having to play, like, all the different... I mean, right. I think there's always a period of time in your business where you kind of do all the things. You, yeah, and, you know, or when we do hire people, it's like, okay, it's contracted out for this specific yeah. thing. I'd love to have, like, okay, this is our choreographer, and she teaches dance classes all day long, and then she choreographs our shows at night. Like, that would be incredible, you know? Yeah. Or voice teachers that way, too, and I don't, there's a lot that could happen. That's yeah. like... I keep getting shocked by that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, the well, possibilities like, are endless. I know. And that's, that's the piece of like, once you figure out where you're going, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you don't even need to know like exactly what it looks like or feels like. I mean, I don't think you really knew. I've been, no. you know, and every time it's just kind of unfolded, but it's like, once you have that container, I love mm-hmm. um, of like what you want to create and the intentions and the feeling you want to have, then it's like the, the possibilities do really become endless when you have no direction it's like really hard to like it's like you're just yeah. constantly hopping from thing to thing and then like I just I feel like I think 
Um, like as a multi-passionate, the, the biggest advice I could give, which is like, you can do all of it, but you can't do all of it at once. You yeah. have to figure out the something first, like a foundation to start upon. Mm-hmm. And then you can find ways to incorporate all of the other passions that you have. Like the fact that we're going to be doing theater at my business training is right. so exciting to yeah. me. Yeah. And it is so in alignment with who I am and like the kind of energy I want to bring, which is like playful and fun and creative, which you don't find a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's also still like you're a CEO of your company. Yeah. But let's let's embody the CEO position from a playful, fun, creative space mm-hmm. where it doesn't need to be this like rigid, right. you know, like thing. And I feel like that's I'm really excited about what we're Well, doing. and now that we're in a different generation where you do have I mean, used to it was like, hey, here are the CEOs, right? Like yeah. all the people in their suits. And now yeah. you've got, yeah, you got CEOs that are doing it. Yeah, you got CEOs overalls. You're doing it at home. <laughs> and like I mean, you always talk about, you know, it's messy. Yeah. And you, but that used to not be an option. Yeah. And now it is. And so yeah. why can't it be playful? Yeah. If your job is already in a playful environment, like might as well, let's yeah. do that. It's Yeah, I'm really, really excited. So if you guys are listening to this and you haven't taken YSSA, the YSSA Society Retreat is only open to people who have taken YSSA. So we're about to launch... Um, YSSA for the summer session. This will probably actually be coming out like right as YSSA is launching. So there's still time. You can go to courses.yoursecretsauceacademy.com and get into YSSA and then tell people how to find you. Oh, you can find me at, uh, well, you should go follow at Silent House Waco. That's yeah. the first thing. That is the theater company. Or you can find us on silenthousetheater.com. Um, my personal Instagram. You'll have a website? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Yeah, It's a really pretty website. And that's also where you can buy tickets for improv shows or upcoming plays. Uh, you can also sign up. We have a special needs class, uh, acting for special needs. Uh, on Saturday mornings, you can sign up for, and we also do private acting lessons you can sign up for on our website. So that's a great spot. Um, But if you want to follow me personally, I'm at Braden Lauren. So Mm. that's my middle name. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Three questions I ask everyone. What's your favorite snack? Did you come up with one yet? (sighs) Yeah. I mean... Doesn't need to be healthy. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna eat chocolate anytime I can. Chocolate? Chocolate's a really big one. But when you she ask, she just had some of my mom's chocolate. She's yeah, raving about it. That was really good. I'm gonna get more. But when you asked me, my the first thing that came to my head was chips and salsa. So maybe I, mean, I should honor that. Yeah, <laughs> chips and salsa is like a classic yeah. uh, snack around here it's in a Texas. Favorite. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, your favorite stop, drop, and jam song right now. It's the song that gives you life. Okay. Um, okay. So I have there's two, but one of them's not a stop, drop, and jam per se, but it's a it's a great song. Okay, it, it's, a, it's a song that I always um relate to. It's called Vienna by Billy Joel. Oh and my god! Me and my dad are dancing at it. <laughs> really? Dan- yeah, it's my like. It is literally. Well, it was in uh, this it's is our favorite you. song. We had that song in there. It so. was. Yeah. I can't remember. It was in there. It was in the intermission. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Um, yeah, that's literally one of my all-time favorite yeah. songs. It's a great one. My dad keeps trying to come up with other songs. I'm like, no, Dad, this is the song. It oh, it's is. perfect. Yeah, I love it. It makes me tear up. And it's, then my other, like, fun one okay. is uh, <laughs> I Feel Like a Woman by Shania <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I Feel it. Like a Woman. Okay. I genuinely listen to that song probably once a week because I'm just like, feel that that is so hilarious she makes me laugh so she was like my favorite okay um i shook her hand once and i was like so excited Seriously? and i was like i think i was nine yeah because we lived in um 
Franklin, Tennessee, and so we always came across, you know, yeah. artists that live in Nashville. Um, okay, um, if you could go back and whisper to yourself five years ago, oh. what would you tell them, that person? Okay, 17. Um, 17-year-old you. Were you just graduating? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was probably, yeah, in my senior year or my yeah. junior year. Um, I have two things. Okay. <laughs> the first one is... Stop obsessing over Colin. It'll be fine. <laughs> literally, I spent so much effort thinking about no, him. Me too. Oh, my God. Corey took hours. up 90% oh, yeah. of my day. Yeah. I mean, I constant. Like, I couldn't think of anything Stop else. Stop obsessing over Colin. It'll be fine. That's hilarious. He's, he's fine. Like, it'll work out. Because I was that was constant. It was constant. That is he, hilarious. Think about me. You know, oh, he just texted me. What does that mean? You know, and he wouldn't think about any of it. No, he didn't get any thought, but that's me, I'm just yeah. panicked. So that's my first one. That, that might is be the so most, most funny. Important. I was literally working on my vows because we're doing a song, and I was like, that was the part that came up was like, how often I thought this was the end, or yes. that like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm never gonna see him again, yes. or whatever. It's so well, funny. Yeah. I mean, I can remember the amount of times I was like, wow, I'm never gonna talk to him again. Like yeah. that, that was the, really hurt the final moment. That's so funny, and it was so real at the time. It was so real, and now I'm like, man, I just love that so much. Stop, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop obsessing for Colin. It's gonna be fine. But I wouldn't have listened. <laughs> wouldn't have listened. Because um, uh, I, I had plenty of people tell me that, but. Okay, my second one in regards to me. Um, oh, I love it. I, I mean, it's kind of a similar thing. Um, I think I was constantly, up until not that long ago, I'm con constantly trying to make those really long-term plans, right? Mm -hmm. Like constantly like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And especially, you know, you're dealing and I don't, it's the way the school system is. Like yeah. you have to pick you have to your pick career. Your path so far ahead yeah. of time. And it's like, okay, I'm 17, and I'm going to be this, and I'm yeah. going to spend this amount of time in school, and this is what I'm doing. And everything that I wanted to do in high school, none of it happened. Yeah. And I'm so glad it didn't. Yeah. So I guess I would tell myself, like, stop trying to plan 10 years in the future. It's not it's not helpful. Yeah. You know, enjoy where you're at right now, and, and go for it, but also, like, you know, I thought I was going to be, I think my senior year, I had six different plans for myself. Yeah. My, and it was constantly changing. Yeah. And there was so much pressure to pick. Yeah. And it's just unnecessary. Like lean into the unknown a yeah. little bit more. Well, yeah. you're so young. Just like, yeah. just enjoy it. I'm, I'm young right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And you don't even know, like, this might lead you to do something completely. You don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's, that's a really beautiful thing as well. Like not, like being able to commit to something and like also lean into that everything is temporary yeah. and like we don't know how and like to be open to when things like how to be open to the lifespan mm -hmm. of something mm -hmm. for it, whether it be short or long or whatever like right. that's something that I've really learned as well mm -hmm. yeah I think I was always panicked that whatever I picked it needed to be it, it yeah oh my god yeah. and why why did it need to be it it's yeah. Not. Well, and there'll be so many things that aren't it that lead you to what is. So yes. that's the you have to just go for it. Just yeah. go for it. All right. Thank you, Brayden. Thanks for having me. I love you.